Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a blessing to be here with you. Brent, how are you? Good, sir. Oh, I'm tremendous, Stephen. I am just so excited right now. Uh, my biggest regret right now is as we're having the opportunity to sit down with Joe and Megan uh, Strother is that I can't see Joe's beard right now. This I know. Is, this, is a, this hurts me not to be able to look at that beautiful thing. <laughs> Joe and Megan, thanks y'all for being here with us and uh, for taking time to to share with us today. How are y'all doing? We're doing real good. Great day to be alive. (laughs) Sounds like a country song. It does. Get the the banjo out here. (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, thanks for for taking time to be with us today to to share a little bit. Um, This is kind of an opportunity on these podcasts to be able to get to know other church members. Uh, I mean, Brent and I are learning things here as we uh, spend time talking with uh, with church members and getting to know things that we didn't get to know. Um, but uh, we're also allowing other church members to to know uh, greater um, different parts of of the body. So, uh, guys, thank you for for taking the time. Um, we'd love to to kind of just hear a little bit about how you both came to know Christ, and so. Um, Joe, would you mind just just sharing with us how did you how did you come to faith in Christ and um, and uh, just share us a little bit about that story? Sure. I grew up in North Austin and was lucky enough to be uh, really close to a very mission focused Bible church that my family got plugged into, and through elementary school middle school and high school, they just really reached out to students and got them engaged in, you know, vacation Bible schools, mission trips, Sunday schools, the works. And so at a rather young age uh, in elementary school, after hearing a gospel presentation, uh, I turned my life over to Christ. And how far do you want me to go on that? As far as you want, brother. As far as I want. Okay. Because I consider that that is when I became a Christian. That's when I was old enough to really understand what it meant to submit your life over. It wasn't really until my senior year of high school, my world was turned upside down and all of the songs and Bible verses that I had in my heart and the accountability partners and the small groups and Bible studies I was in, I figured I was rock solid. And when I was hit with this game changer, as I'll call it, I mean, right, right when I was leaving high school to come here to SFA, I actually didn't fall back on Christ. I, uh, I fell back on the world and Mm -hmm. went down a wild road of sin that I, in hindsight, looking back, it just blows my mind. Um, and so my first couple semesters in school were angry and wild. And from that church in Austin, I had a mentor and he kind of reached out to me and he said, they're almost just basically a tough conversation, slap in the face, go to church while I was living in hall 16, which is just down the street from grace Bible church. And I stumbled into this, uh, into grace and I sat in the back, right. And it was a loud worship service. People were raising their hands and clapping. And I can remember sitting there in that, uh, auditorium, not auditorium, what do you call it? The sanctuary and thinking you people are all crazy. 
It's not real. <laughs> I was so conflicted and angry at that point and just had some key people in my life back in Austin because I hadn't been in SFA for over a semester. I just keep on. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And, you know, kind of fake it till you make it. And it really wasn't until Danny Combs, the former youth pastor at Grace Bible Church, started to pursue me and started the whole process of looking at your faith, looking at Christianity, challenging it. And really, I just got sick of myself and my selfish actions. And it started a long process that I'm still dealing with that sins and stuff that kind of put their hooks into me uh, in that wild season of life uh, that I'm still dealing with. And, you know, we'll get into it later. I'm, I'm sure about small groups and other ministries within grace that uh, have been very crucial with my walk. That's tremendous. Uh, thank you, Joe. So you, you were here at SFA and I assume is that the time that, uh, that you met Megan? I met Megan, I don't remember, sophomore or junior year of high school? Yeah, we met in high school. Okay. Aww. Oh, that's adorable. Aww. Adorable. <laughs> so, so Megan, let's have you uh, inter- interject here. How did you end up coming to Christ? And then how, tell us how you all end up coming together. And you're married. You got uh, two kids, uh, one-year-old, two-year-old, Lavery and, and Levi. So uh, bring us up on that side. Tell us about your story, how you met Christ, and uh, how the Lord brought you all together. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because Joe and I's stories intertwine in an interesting way. And looking back on it, you get to see God's hand in it so beautifully because I grew up um, in a Catholic church and we went to church religiously and um, I played sports and I was the type that wanted to be the best at everything and thought I had to be the best at everything. And so I spent a lot of my life striving and trying to achieve and get my worth out of that. And then senior year of high school, which um, Joe and I were dating. um, And it's interesting because he was in this starting into this rough patch. Well, that's actually when he shared the gospel with me. Hmm. And when he did, it was just so freeing to hear that my identity could be in something so much bigger than myself. And I immediately accepted Christ and I started going to the same church that Joe did. And it was really interesting because we obviously um, went off to college shortly after that. And I went to the university of Tulsa to play soccer up there. And, um, I didn't have Joe around me and I feel like that was a God blessing because my faith had to be my own. It was me and the Lord up there. And I had to really figure out if I was you know, going to follow him and, and this is my thing. And through that year, I really learned how to lean on Christ and not Joe and, um, being on a soccer team, sometimes there's not a lot of Christians. And so it was a lonely year, but looking back on it, it was definitely something that the Lord used to make me stronger in my faith. And so when I decided to transfer to SFA for my sophomore year, I came down in the summer to train, um, as a lot of the athletes do. And 
I saw that they needed youth volunteers for Danny Combs' very first youth retreat, and I signed up, and um, that was the first time I got to see like a real strong family of believers and people that cared about each other. And it's, as Joe mentioned, I'm sure we'll get to talk about this later, but being a part of a church that so many generations care about you just mm-hmm. uh, made me feel at home. Hmm. Yeah, that's tremendous. Uh, let's, that that kind of takes my mind. Let's just kind of stay on that thought, the generations. Uh, you all, uh, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, Ken and Annis, uh, uh, you, you're, you're, you seem to, a lot of people know you all that I'm like, hey, you know them too. And it's kind of neat because I don't necessarily see them with you on Sunday. And uh, obviously people are spaced out a little bit different than normal. Uh, but how have you all found the ability to get to know so many different generations, even even younger people? Uh, and then, of course, uh, our older adults. How, how have you all been able to, to connect in that way? Well, I guess we're just social butterflies. Oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, it's no, the beard. It's the beard again. It's, it's just it's, so it's disarming. No, uh, it's kind of funny. I guess it's just being in a in a small town and being out and about. I know when Megan came into town from Tulsa, she got adopted during through that adopted Jack program, which is awesome, by the Verrettes. Hmm. And. I, as a consequence of that adoption, I suppose, <laughs> was also adopted. And, oh, you awesome. know, and then it kind of trees from there, you know, uh, the Verrett's and or Clint Verrett and Russell Harrison fish a lot together. And then I would find myself on a boat that way. Or, <laughs> you know, and so now I know Russell Harrison, who at the time had a son, William, who was in the youth group who was going through some stuff and he and I kind of did a little bit of discipling uh, during that phase. And then, uh, you know, whenever we were both actively involved in the youth group back then, and you meet a lot of parents uh, through the students, you know, Mm -hmm. we had the banners kids and really all the kids, the Caldwell kids. I mean, all the, (laughs) I guess, I guess they're older now. Well, I mean, even the, (laughs) we're in the McCune small group. And Connor oh, was yeah, Connor one of our students. students. Yeah. And so uh, through that way, and then, you know, volunteering, you know, whenever Grace had a service project or, uh, you know, through Glory Gang, you just interact with a whole lot of different people, uh, especially through the years, because we've been in and about Nacogdoches for what, 14 years, 15 years now. Yeah, I would say it, it stemmed from volunteering in the youth because mm-hmm. you know all the kids and then the kids want you to come to their soccer games. And so you meet the parents and, and now we're calling on those kids to babysit for us. (laughs) There it is. Reaping the rewards. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the long haul game. Yeah. You know, a a lot of these things that I'm, I'm, uh, as I'm listening to y'all is, is we talk about obviously word worship service family, these means of, uh, that we, we see as healthy parts of discipleship for your story. They really all blend together, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you kind of what would you say to I know you all are in the the uh, uh, Ben and Megan's small group and they are great teachers, incredibly hospitable people. Uh, kind of what role has has that kind of being part of a group devoted to the word? What role has that played in your all's life now that you've your parents of two little ones? Well, 
That's a good question because there's a lot of, as you ask that question, my mind just starts spinning of all the different ways and impact that the small group has had. And, and you wouldn't think, you know, I had, I had mentioned I had a time of anger and selfish motives and just went crazy. I should, that's the only way I can describe it. And, um, on my recovery road, a part of the, a lot of those sins have you know, stuck with me. Something I, I struggle with often. And when you're in a small group and you're sitting in there with, you know, Jerry and Mike and, and Ben, you know, just to name a couple guys, you know, it's almost like unspoken accountability. It's like, man, I, you know, there's, that's really been a, an odd blessing that I never would have thought of is like, if, if you're going to walk and you're going to talk about Christ, then you have to be pursuing Christ and rejecting yourself. And so that's a that's something from that group that I didn't think I would get from has uh, definitely been playing a role. And I like that it is multigenerational. Like I'm getting to learn parenting from different phases. Um, Doug and Lori telling me about raising all those boys and um, Megan and Ben telling me about the next phase that our kids will be in. And, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) Pam talking to me about just raising all of her kids. It's, it's really, I guess, inspiring and reminds me that, you know, whatever we're going through at the moment is just a phase and to keep my eye on the Lord as I speak to my children. And um, even like, Shelly and Mike being in the same phase as us, it's it's helpful to have people that are striving for the same goal to raise godly children, um, but we're all getting to learn from one another. Mm-hmm. That's so very helpful. You know, this week uh, we'll be in First Peter chapter four, verse seven through eleven, and and I want to read verse seven because it your all story uh, and experience and and what you just said about your small group just comes to mind here. Verse seven says. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. These are local believers that are bonded together. Many of them are experiencing, as we've discussed, slander, harassment because of their faith in Christ, and they're bonded together. So when one member is suffering, the others suffer with them, and they're led to take their affections to heaven. They're they're led to, to be uh, interceding for them, praying for them, and, and that then connects to their lifestyle, a longing for holiness. Exactly what you just said, Joe, this this intensity that we've got to be on our game. We've got to be in the fight, uh, that there's accountability there. There's not judgment there, but there's accountability. They're spurring each other on because we care about them. you got people in all these different life stages that care about you all uh, and certainly would be there in a second for you and you for them. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, but that Part of what the Lord allows us to in suffering and aches of life is he grows us as believers by, you know, taking us because we're burdened. We go and we pray for each other. Uh, that's a that's a unique component of fellowship that God gives us when somebody suffers in the body. And I think that's an, another part as believers. And Joe, your transparency here as well. And, and Megan, of, you know, when life gets hard, there's such a tendency as, as even as believers, even though the first step of <laughs> coming to Christ is confessing our sin, we're admitting that we're sinners against a holy God, right? The sin has touched us in every part of who we are. Uh, and yet still, even as believers, we can want to put a front to say, I've got everything in my life all together. Well, when we pretend that way, uh, especially when we're involved with a group and 
no other believers. We rob them of the opportunity to, to intercede for us. We, we rob them of the opportunity for them to have their affections uh, go toward heaven in prayer. Uh, and that's a, that's a pretty neat thing by your story that I appreciate your all's uh, honesty. And, 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 and quite frankly, I just appreciate your, your willingness to, uh, to lean into the church body. Absolutely. That's good. Well, we're going to be gathering again this Sunday with our church family and um, we'll be singing, preaching, praying, you know, doing the things that we, we do each and every week to sit under uh, the gospel together. Uh, we're going to continue to sing some songs in this Advent season. And um, one of those will be O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And, um, you know, I think as as we have been going through First Peter and, you know, as we've been, um, you know, I've been doing some research, we've been thinking about some things and thinking about what does it look like to, to suffer as believers? What what is what are Christians all over the world going through? Um, it's a it's a heavy burden, you know, as you begin to think about that, and um, and even even in in our in our lives here, even though we have it comparatively easy, there still is a, a bit of suffering that we experience as believers, even here in the United States, and uh, even here in Nacogdoches. Um, and so there are oftentimes when, you know, when we feel that, that extra weight, uh, we do long for the coming of, of the Lord. Um, maybe not in the, in the same way that they waited for the promised one to come, uh, the first time, um, we're awaiting for his return to take us home. And, um, uh, I, I don't know about, about you guys and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always so encouraged. I was just, uh, somebody was just in my office uh, a little bit ago talking to me about how, you know, singing the truth with other believers has really undergirded their faith um, in the middle of their, their trial, in the middle of their suffering. And so um, that'll be our pleasure to do that again this, this Sunday. Uh, it's one of the blessings that we get as believers to gather with other Christians, to be fortified, to be helped in our faith as we pursue Christ and pursue others for the sake of the gospel. Um, and Joe and Megan, it's we've we've been able to do that to do that together, having formerly been in, in your small group and and knowing that you um, you guys love the Lord and you've spurred us on uh, in our faith as well. Um, and then I, you know, it's it's our prayer that through your story and what you've shared today, that uh, our church members would grab a hold of that and would be uh, encouraged. So, guys, thank you so much for for sharing with us, uh, letting us know a little bit more about your life, uh, so that we could praise God alongside you. Thanks for for being with us. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. All right, church. We'll see you on Sunday. See you then.